0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sorianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Blackbelt and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Well, here is, believe it or not, our 2020 year in review. It is hard to believe we have come to the conclusion of this dramatic tumultuous emotional and very different year than we've experienced in the past we're going to take a little look at 2020 as it relates to our program as it relates to our podcast as it relates to our YouTube channel and some of the things that we've done and some of the things that you look can look forward to in 2021 on behalf of uh, everyone at Taekwondo Life Magazine, I want to wish you a happy new year. I want to wish you a healthy and prosperous 2021. And hopefully, for, for all of us who've lived a good life, we can look back in 2020 as being the most difficult year that we will face in our lifetimes. Thank you, be well, and thank you for your support. The end of a year and the start of a new one is always somewhat symbolic. We can always look back, normally relatively nostalgically, at the year that has passed, think about our accomplishments, think about our celebrations, think about our challenges, and look ahead to the new year with hope and promise for good things to come, for a fresh start, to recapture what was good in the past year and to throw away what was bad. 2020 was an unusual year for all of us in and out of the Taekwondo community. I'm no exception. In my lifetime, I've never seen the challenges, the difficulties, the sustained anguish and pain that so many have felt in sickness, in economic hardship as a result of the coronavirus pandemic and its impact on the world. 2020 started out with as much hope and promise or even more than we hoped 2021 to bring. The first quarter of the year, the first two months of the year in particular, seemed like every other. Taekwondo community was facing an Olympic year, something that was extremely promising. July August of 2020, Tokyo Olympics. Our taekwondo athletes, like other athletes around the world, were prepared to meet in combat in Tokyo, Japan, for a historic event. A country that had been previously, during World War and post-World War II, banned from hosting the Olympics or participating in the Olympics because of its involvement in World War II. Now, the centerpiece of a new world and a new generation. And as we've talked about in other episodes, we look forward to that promise being fulfilled for all of our athletes and for all the world in 2021. But March happened and the coronavirus occurred and taekwondo like every other aspect of the world of of sports and entertainment around the world began to shut down. We talked about in our episode on the coronavirus' impact on the Taekwondo community, how there was a migration to online platforms, to virtual events, to Pumse taking center stage as social distancing and biological mandates made it almost impossible for people to do any type of sparring. While we could train, while we could prepare ourselves, while we could shadow box, while we could kick the bag, we certainly were not able to get close enough to engage in one-to-one contact. For Taekwondo Life Magazine, 2020 marks the first full year of our podcast, which was very exciting for us. 2019, we started the podcast late in the year, and we had great success. 2020 marked the first full 12 months of our podcast, and we continued to grow, and we continue to grow month by month. Grow in numbers, grow in subscribers, grow in listeners, and grow in geographic area. We are proud to say that we picked up about 25,000 new subscribers in 2020 on every major continent. We'll talk a little bit about how that breaks down, but that has really, really been exciting. We are listed in every major podcast platform. From Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We've recently added Amazon Music and Pandora, and the list goes on and on. We have been fortunate enough to, to achieve great respectability and credibility in what we've tried to achieve, which is trying to connect and add value to the Taekwondo world. We were fortunate enough to have been nominated. As the best podcast on Long Island, something that was a surprise to us, something that we gladly and honorably accept the nomination, and we'll see what happens when those results come out, but regardless, to even have our little podcast that's less than a year and a half old considered as the best of anything was truly something that surprised us and for which we have great gratitude. As I said, our podcast continues to grow. It grows geometrically. It grows month by month, and uh, we are very excited about that. I wanted to talk a little bit about the geographic breakdown. While we, we're we actually in about 170 countries now between our magazine and between the podcast, and there's great correlation and great overlap, I wanted to go over the top five countries where the podcast is heard and talk a little bit about the reasoning for that. Of course, the top area where we're heard is the United States. Uh, We're based in the United States. We're New York-based. Much of our themes uh, relate to Taekwondo practice in the United States, cinema in the United States, USAT, um, things of that nature. So uh, our program is in English. It is not uh, broadcast on our magazine is in English in multiple languages. So to some degree, there is that limitation. So the United States, of course, is our, our largest audience. Our second largest audience, it's very, very close, but it's Great Britain, which is something that wasn't always the case. But as we've received um, such prominent guests as Phil Pierce from Great Britain, uh, Mike Fury, the author of Life of Action, and of course, Scott Atkins, Interest in our in our product, interest in our magazine, interest in our podcast and listenership steady continuous listenership has continued to grow in Great Britain. And for that, we are enormously thankful. And of course, everybody knows that Great Britain has a phenomenally successful Taekwondo program. Most prominent of athletes that have come out, certainly Aaron Cook, one of the most major uh, Taekwondo athletes, competitor athletes in modern history. Number three, South Korea. While we are only in English, Obviously, we broadcast about Taekwondo. We have spoken to and about prominent aspects of the Taekwondo community in South Korea. We've had episodes on the Kukiwon. We've had episodes on Taekwondo One. Um, we've talked to famous members of Korean national team and, and members about the Korean government. So... It is not a tremendous shock that a program on Taekwondo would do well in Korea. However, we are most grateful for the sponsorship for the loyalty. Number four is one that I'm really excited about. A little bit unusual. A year ago, you would not have seen this this country on the list, and it has jumped all the way up, and that is the Philippines. And that is largely due to the interest and the efforts of one man, Master Monsor del Rosario. Master del Rosario was a 1988 Philippine Olympian gold medalist, a bronze medalist, I apologize, medalist, Olympic competitor. He is the head of the Philippine National Taekwondo Association, and he is an all-around entertainment and activist. He has become a very good friend of mine. We started out our relationship in... When I reviewed a film that he starred in called uh, Rise of the Hybrids, Blood Hunters, Rise of the Hybrids, I then learned about the great correlation that we have between his being a 1988 Olympic athlete and, of course, my grandmaster being the 1988 U.S. Olympic coach. Master Del Rosario has given us a good look at things that are occurring in the Philippine taekwondo community, He talked to us about the impact of the coronavirus on the Philippines, and he was kind enough to provide a wonderful message for our special for International Taekwondo Day. So I appreciate his friendship and his loyalty, and I have great respect for him and his leadership of Taekwondo. We also had a great opportunity in that episode to see how in regions of the world where there are local and indigenous martial arts, how taekwondo is still such a prominent force but is to some degree the practice of it is blended with local customs so in the philippines while they study taekwondo there may be some elements of practice in the dojang that incorporates filipino martial arts eskrima things of that nature and number five on our list are friends to the north english-speaking lovers of Taekwondo, the home country of Master Ali Gafour, Canadian national team member, and the founder of 2020 Armor, a gentleman who's been a guest on this program, who spoke to us about his exciting and innovative uh, training program, his uh, hardware and software for sparring athletes, and who did and founded and led a terrific movement called TKD Kicks Corona At the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, Master Gaffor and the team over at uh, at 2020 Armor, together with uh, Stephen Lambden and a number of other high-level athletes, provided one of the earliest virtual training seminars that existed to help keep people engaged and excited during the coronavirus pandemic. So... That rounds out our top five. As I said, we are in 170 countries around the world, and we sincerely appreciate that. Taking a look at our top five episodes of the year, it was very interesting. We had a very good time talking to everybody. There were some episodes that I hosted and talked about topics. There were others where we had guests, and I try to come up with a good balance. I always try to come up with people. I always let people know that the the nature of our programs and the nature of our guests would be that we talk about either people that are involved in Taekwondo in some capacity, whether they be athletes or coaches or heads of organizations, or we talk about issues and guests that have value to Taekwondo. So they may not necessarily be Taekwondo practitioners themselves. Those might be movie reviews, um, they may be um, like Dr. Paul Ledesma, who happens to be a jiu-jitsu practitioner, but who was involved in developing a coronavirus uh, sanitation, sanitizing, misting system that I thought would be of benefit to Taekwondo Dojang owners. So starting out at number five, we're going to go from five to one, and these are all episodes that were really well received and continue to have weekly growth in their stats number five was common kicking mistakes with samarie morris Uh, this was based on a a youtube tutorial that i had witnessed Uh, master samarie morris out in i believe colorado is a well-known young and -and up-and-coming taekwondo practitioner who is also a youtube sensation she has been honored by youtube she has done partnerships with youtube and she has a wonderful opportunity, even pre-Coronavirus, to take many of our teaching tools and te- teaching techniques and put them into helpful and instructional videos, as well as travel vlogs as she travels the world practicing and teaching Taekwondo. And I really enjoyed her her vlog on common kicking mistakes. I thought it was. Useful. I thought it was helpful. I thought it was instructional, and I interviewed her about herself, and gave her the opportunity in a little bit of an unusual format to basically recast that episode um, verbally for our listeners. The next one was one I was a little bit surprised to see how well it it did, but uh, I'm excited about it. Which was talking meditation. We did an episode about the foundations of meditation explaining a little bit about what meditation is, talking a little bit about how meditation can help Taekwondo practitioners to improve their mental health, to improve their performance. We talked about various types of meditation and various resources that people can use to improve their meditation. And we actually spent some time doing a little bit of a guided transcendental meditation session. So I am excited that that episode continues to do well i hope that will be a resource that will go on into the future and hopefully we'll have future episodes on that same topic number three with rank comes responsibility with grandmaster sung si kim we had the opportunity to speak to grandmaster sung si kim who is has the honor and distinction of being the youngest grandmaster in the united states history he was awarded and earned his rank of Grandmaster at the Kukiwan in a live test. He traveled to Korea before obviously the coronavirus among a group of which less than thirty percent passed the test and were issued their grandmaster status. Grandmaster Sung si Kim is more than simply a practicing and teaching grandmaster. He is an advocate for the elevation of Taekwondo and martial arts practice in the United States. He is actively involved in the NCTA collegiate circuit. Uh, he is actively involved in USAT. He is a force for positive communication and social media as it relates to Taekwondo and for constructive and meaningful discussion and criticism of concerns that we have in the Taekwondo community. He is a pleasure to speak to. He is such a young man that he will be a force in the international Taekwondo community for decades, and I look forward to growing with him. Number two is an episode that immediately upon its release became our number one episode and stayed number one for quite some time. It was with a very well-respected young lady who represents the United States and who will represent the United States in the Olympics in 2021. She would have represented in 2020 had the Olympics occurred on time. A young lady who happens to have had a birthday yesterday, which is the day before we're taping, but not the day that we're going to be releasing, obviously. That is Anastasia Zolotich. Anastasia had been in 2019, she had been voted the athlete of the month for USAT, she is part of the National Center of Excellence, she gave us a great opportunity to look into the life of a young, up and coming and aspiring Taekwondo athlete in the United States, struggling with the issues of being a teenager, of being separated from her family of the economic challenges of training in a country where the government does not in and of itself support our olympic athletes and she gave us a really good look at what that experience is like the taekwondo community the usa taekwondo community came out and supported her and for the longest time her episode was number 1 and justifiably so our number 1 episode miss solotich could only be trumped by is understandable when you hear it, and that was talking with Scott Atkins. T- talking with Scott Atkins was our number one episode. Now, my relationship with Scott Atkins is an interesting one. For those of you who know who he is, he is an international film superstar. He is a taekwondo based martial artist who is an action star, a fight coordinator a writer, a producer, a content producer. Uh, He is many things, but he happens to also be a great human being. For the longest time, I tried to get Scott in interviews, and he's so busy working, turning out projects. He is an unbelievable perfectionist that I couldn't get him, and I started to write articles, uh, the most famous of which was why won't scott atkins talk to taekwondo life magazine sort of to some degree probably challenging and attacking him uh about his failure to communicate his refusal to communicate with us um jibing him about the fact that well we're not big enough well we're not popular enough well we're not respected enough well finally i guess scott had enough and by the way we also had relationships with people that were close to scott um, we we've very good relationship with Jesse V Johnson, action director and film writer. Um, we've subsequently we've talked to uh, Keith Grandmaster Keith Vitali, who is a mentor of Scott's. We've talked to Amy Johnstone, who is a co-star of Scott's. And finally, Scott reached out and said, "Hey, you got it all wrong. I'm busy." So at the inception of the coronavirus, when the world got a little quieter. Scott was gracious enough to give me an hour of his time. We spoke about his work in such films as Avengement, The Accident Man, Savage Dog. We talked about his philosophy on movie fight scenes and the elevation of martial arts movies from that of simply being pornography where people just fast forward to the good parts to a complete and total um, movie that people want to sit and watch and, and are engaged by the story. Scott is a terrific guy. He did a series of his own YouTube uh, interviews called The Art of Action, which were absolutely phenomenal, in depth interviews with action stars and directors and fight choreographers about their experience and their approach to movie making. Scott is an asset. I consider him a friend, even though we don't know each other personally, and I look forward to a long relationship with him. Scott's episode jumped to the top of our charts. It continues worldwide to be uh, the most listened to episode, and I look forward to getting him face-to-face in a future interview. So that's sort of a look at our 2020, by the numbers, by the episodes. The other aspect of 2020 that was... Fun and exciting was the addition of our YouTube channel. We've always had a YouTube channel, but we sort of did little promos and things on it. We've now done, again, much of this has to do with the coronavirus and and doing Zoom calls and video calls and conference calls. We've added a video component. Many of our interviews, you can see the video version of our interviews on YouTube or listen to the audio version everywhere where podcasts can be heard. So as 2021 approaches, we look forward to getting out there. We look forward to hopefully being able to resume full practice. Uh, we look forward to probably coming to you this year from the nationals if we're able to. We are hoping to travel to the National Center of Excellence and do a program from there. We may or may not have the opportunity to travel to Korea, to the Kukiwan, and to Taekwondo one But you know for certain that we will be covering Grandmaster Y.H. Park will be our correspondent at the Tokyo Olympics. He will be reporting on a regular basis from the Olympics for our channel. And we look forward to bringing you fine content. I wish you guys a happy and healthy new year. I thank you for your support. I could not do this but for the fact that the feedback that I get from all of you is so encouraging is so wonderful, is so warm, is so appreciative that it is not my gift to you and not our gift to you, but your gift to us in your appreciation that keeps this program and our magazine growing. So with that being said, I wish you health and happiness in 2021. And I look forward to seeing you in the Dojang.